Hello and welcome into SoRare. Andrew's brought to you by SoRare Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare. Joined as always by Andy Black, Black on SoRare. Today to talk about SoRare anxiety, I made fun of Andy. I didn't make fun of him, but he was like, we should talk about SoRare anxiety, the anxiety that you have in SoRare. And I was sitting there like, I don't have any anxiety. This is a game. And not one minute ago, I started talking to Andy about something and I was like, I'm getting a little anxious about it. I'm like, oh my God, I do have so rare anxiety. You walked me right into it, Andy. Did you have anxiety last night when uh, when Messi decided that he was going to sub off injured? No. And I actually don't ever have anxiety in those situations because I there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. Like it happens. And it's I'm just outside like, of okay, your control. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Sure. But I've at, just as I am in life, I tend not to worry about things that I cannot control. And mm -hmm. that was one of them. And so I was just like, that sucks. I actually didn't even know I had to pick up my son at, uh, from soccer practice, which sounds so much different than football training. And everybody's like soccer practice. What is that? But anyway, and he was, he like opened up Sora did and he's like, oh, Messi's hurt. And I was like, what? Like he never, never shows up with good news. It's always just like, oh, this guy got a zero. I'm like, thanks, dude. But uh, so that's how I found out. Yeah, that's, that sucked. Um, <clears throat> I was, I was looking through your lineups. Did it make the uh, Jonas Hoffman sub appearance today a little more palatable? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I always like when, like, if I have, like, either a bad performance or, like, a guy subs off injured or something, I love a DNP to come on top of it because then I'm like, okay, it was going to be bad anyways. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't even need to wait to get crushed. I got the crush early. Yeah. The, I will say with that lineup, uh, I would say roughly 21 days ago when September started, I thought I had really good car cards for All-Star Rare throughout the entire month-long competition and i think i've had just like a crushing dnp or terrible score in every like i'm it's awful how bad like i can't wait for october <laughs> i mean it's been messy every week it i was been but like even this past was it the weekend when like bruges was were terrible and mm -hmm. like musler was bad and then the week before it might have been messy uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I had I, Messi in every one of those lineups so far in, in the month because like he was supposed to either start or he could have started yeah. in all of them. Like the, yeah. there was, you could have played. So you're right. The, um, so my first game week, I was good. I scored, I'm looking this up 428 points and I'm like, here we go. Mm -hmm. Here we go. And it's been absolutely horrific since then. I didn't even play, let's see, this one was a random Enrique Bologna DNP that got me in game week 405. That was the goalie. Uh, 406, that's when Messi didn't play against Bolivia, and we didn't mm -hmm. know that beforehand. We and knew he traveled. He did, right, he did travel, right? So, so like, when you know that he's traveling, you're like, okay, he's at, at the very worst he'll sub in, right? He's not going to be out of the squad. Right, right. And then, what? actually, did you see the stories about how he missed his son's birthday to go to the game? No. So it was really funny to me because 
they were like, this is his dedication to this Argentina team that he didn't <laughs> go home for his son's birthday. After all of the propaganda, they were like, he moved to the U.S. so he could spend more time with his family. And he really likes that about Miami. Yeah. And, but anyway, so then the DNP against Atlanta, that killed it because he was supposed to come back and play. And we were like, oh, he was rested. He's fine. Like he didn't play against Bolivia. He's fine. And then, yeah, the injury last night. And then now he's not playing this weekend. And frankly, do you think he plays next weekend because they have this U.S. Open Cup final? I mean, I just hope he plays in the U.S. Open Cup final, you know, as a, as a server manager that, that owns Messi. I just really hope that he plays in the, uh, yeah, right. Completely the, unscored Open U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want him to lift that trophy is, is what I want to see. Do you think that they, that Garber, Don Garber will come up with a new, like, teams that didn't make the playoffs competition so that he could get his third trophy in like three months. <laughs> like the toilet bowl that you see in uh, <laughs> fantasy football leagues. Just the MLS. to keep everybody engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible at all-star rare, apparently, thanks to Lionel Messi. And I just haven't learned my lesson, but I'll have to. I'll have to. Jeremy's um, right here. We could blame John Nellis for the Messi injury. Nellis was at the game last night. And obviously, Lionel was way too nervous in the presence of Sora Royalty. Yeah, possibly. Probably would. Andy, before we get into the anxiety, as opposed to the fury, what do you think about the announcement today? Sora employees will be battling us out, at least in all star, at least in limited and rare competitions. Bring it on, bitches! Right? I mean, come on, let's go. Uh, I can't wait to see Zara back on the. Uh, Platform playing in the limited division instead of uh, uniques. <laughs> uh, it's gonna How be, does it feel now, Zara? <laughs> Back down here with the peasants. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's it's good. They need to like know how the game works, uh, especially I feel like in the U.S. office. I don't think that they really have a clue what the like day to or not day to day, the week to week, like. Uh, uh, gameplay is for a manager. So I, I feel like getting everyone in their office playing and thinking about, oh, well, maybe it would be better if there were more competitions or, you know, maybe one star prize is not a good I idea for these competitions. I think once they start playing, they might realize some of these things, maybe. Do you think that there was, ever, like, I guess one of the rules, let me pull it up here. Because I was talking to somebody about the about the update. And the thing that I was kind of harping on is it's really important for all of the users, like all of the other SoRare managers to know who the SoRare staff are who are playing, like what their names are. So that, I don't know. I The, the comment I made to somebody was the, there's a lot of, so rare asking us to just like trust them like yeah yeah there are going to be limits and guidelines don't worry there are rules here that we can't and it's like oh what are they and it's like there are plenty of them don't worry and while i don't see a reason to not trust them with something like this it's also just would be nicer if we knew i think you're a hundred and fifty percent right like just put like a little notch on the account, a little brown badge or whatever next to their account that just notates that they're a uh, employee. And then like that totally clears up 
transparency, well, maybe not totally clears up transparency, but it makes it much more transparent. You can see the transactions that they've made, all that. So yeah, I, I give you the big thumbs up on that one. Yeah, you would think almost immediately a SoRare data manager's watch list is created so that we could see all the transactions they do. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm particularly curious to see how many play. I actually don't even care who it is, but like how many SoRare employees actually are like, okay, let me throw some money on this platform I work for. I mean, they should be forced to play now. Now that they can, they should be they should all be forced to have an account and play. Even if it's just limited competition, not even limited competitions, even if it's just free to play, but yeah. they should all have to have an account. Like this is the, this is the product that you're working on. You should, you should be using it and playing it. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And they have to play all the sports. working for Apple and not using an Apple product. Right. That's right. And make them play all the sports too. They don't get to just skip baseball because they don't like baseball. Make them play baseball. <laughs> um, do, when you mentioned this, the U.S. office, were you talking about them playing the MLB and NBA or also playing football? Yes. I mean, I don't think that they need to play uh, the soccer side of things. That's handled by a completely different office. Uh, but I think I, I think it would be nice for the French team to know about some of the shortcomings on the U.S. sports sides. I think, and and maybe they could inject a little bit of influence on, you know, some changes. Do you think, what do you think the first thing that changes as a result of employees playing? I have no idea. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like gameplay changes or? I'm just legitimately curious what the first thing where they're like, okay, we didn't realize that whatever this one issue was, is that bad? Um, oh, I know. They're going to be like, oh, man, thresholds are way too easy to, to win. Maybe we should just get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, let's just get rid of them. No. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah I, I don't know what I it is. No but yeah. the, there are, I mean, I don't think we all, I don't think we think the, the game and the site is perfect. So there is, there, there obviously will be changes. But I wonder if it'll end up being more gameplay or more uh one thing that i wanted to oh did i do it already oh i did it already so i got a notification or i post listed a card i listed a card earlier this week and got an email that my lineup had been canceled mm -hmm. like no notification on the site and i was just like <gasps> like this keeps happening and yep. yet I still haven't learned the lesson of just when the game week opens, delete your drafts, but it was like a draft lineup. Yeah. But I think that is going to be the, the first one. Yeah. I think that's a good, a good shout because that's incredibly stupid that, uh, you know what? It's, it, it's incredibly stupid that they think that we're going to run the same teams the next week. Anyways, like has anyone ever in the existence of so rare, gone into the next game week and they're like, oh, yep, that all looks fine. Yeah, and just confirm, confirm, it. confirm, confirm. Yeah. It, so that's actually what gets me about it is that it's not like it's automatically entering you. It's just copying over the same thing that you had. And yeah. so, yeah, I would love to know how many people have a draft and just hit click confirm each week because oof, 
Uh, anyway, let's see. Blue Tomato said Zora can now create tickets at Op Opta for his own players. Do you think Zora <laughs> plays? Do you think he could actually play with limiteds and rares now? Yeah, why like, not? Surely he has to, right? Yeah. I, I honestly, I would be, I would be upset if he chose not to play. I not think, like incredibly upset, but it'd be like, come on, man, you can play. I think it play. would be really no. I, I actually think it would be really bad if he didn't play. Yeah, like actually bad because, as weird as it is, he is now becoming the gameplay face of so rare and obviously he knows how the game works he was very very successful playing this game yep but not playing limiteds not so successful there <clears throat> uh laird how many so rare employees do you think there is i think they got over 200 at one point but i think they're below that now okay so but i would guess around there is it boom time 200 new users on the platform <laughs> This this is gonna be the next. This is boom. the boom we've been waiting for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a good observation, though, Andy. There are two. That's yeah. They and who are definitely buying cards. No super rares, of course. That's right. So stock up on your Leal uh, rares and limiteds, and maybe Zara will buy one off you. That's right. That's right. Jeremy, I do not believe they will get employee discounts on the market. <laughs> do you actually do? They do you might. think? Do you think uh, uh, Nico's just walking around the office with like so rare gift cards, and that's how they're going to buy all their uh, hmm. all their cards? Like you don't have to use your own money. Don't worry. Maybe. I hope not. Like fundamentally, that's been the biggest issue. I think in not in the feedback that they don't fully understand their game. I think comes from the fact that it's it is impossible to replicate having a financial stake in this and fake it. That didn't come out at all how I meant it, but I think you understand. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Apple earlier and how they need to like use their own products, but they don't force them to buy an Apple product, right? They give them an iPhone. I don't know. Does every employee get a, just get an iPhone? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, but I, I think it'd be weird if they had to, Buy it out of their own pocket. Yeah, I'm the total opposite. I think they absolutely should make them because I no, honestly, I really because there is no the level of disappointment or frustration is just unequal if you are losing your money versus money somebody just gave you. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. All of us here, most of us here are using the money that we put in. And so I think that that's, yeah. There's no, the, you know how you know you've been playing so rare when you're like, man, I spent whatever X amount on this card and it fucking sucks. <laughs> and you're like, or the guy gets hurt and you have to figure out what to do. And like, that's, that's so rare. Right. But if Nico gives them all a $100 gift card for, you know, a so rare gift card, they're still going to, they should still encounter all those same problems. I mean, they're not, you know, everything in the, everything's not fixed and, and everything's not hunky dory because they have a hundred dollars now. Like they're going to run into the same issues. They're going to want to compete, I hope, in more competitions. So 
you know, expanding into those new areas should be them injecting their own money in theory. Oh, so he starts it. He just yeah, it's like give them a little taste, taste, right? Give them a little taste and and see if they, they want to keep pouring more money in. I'm still out on it. <laughs> I still think they should, if, yeah. Because I just picture some of them just completely blowing the hundred bucks on cards that clearly don't matter. And they're like, oh, well, and like, that's it. Oh, do you still play? Yeah, I have a cap 240 team that only has 75 points in it because my cards are so you, bad. You know how they solve that? They have like their own private league for their internal office. And whoever does the best in it gets the highest bonus for the year. My response <laughs> is take that bonus money and give it to your real users. <laughs> yeah. That's like when when uh, workers at an organization are like, no, don't hire that new person. Just take all that money and give it to us and we'll do the work. We're already doing the work. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Kubasaki said the employees should have to spend at least half of their income on SoRare, which seems mm. extremely dangerous and terrible financial advice <laughs> you are not getting from either one of us. Uh, <laughs> Rikamon said, I think there are a lot of people on autopilot when it comes to the drafts. Look how often the new ones have fewer than 60,000, but the old ones have 80,000 plus. Um, I can't say I compete in those, so I'm not sure. I wonder if, I wonder if Nicholas can set up direct deposit um, into a SoRare wallet. You know, now that we have these cash wallets, you know, like 1% of your paycheck goes into your SoRare wallet. How about like a matching program? For every uh, dollar you put in, Nico puts another dollar in? Yeah, yeah. Would you work for SoRare then if that was the case? Oh, but you'd have to get rid of your super rares and uniques. No, you can still keep them. You just can't use them. You can't compete with them. Oh, okay. Because okay. I could still, you know, stare into the dreamy eyes of Jizz Horncamp, but I won't be able to use them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm like, I agree here with Kubasaki. Said, I feel it would be counterproductive to give them money because they will not care as much because it will not be their own money. Hmm. I think, you know what I actually think is they'll realize how important money is in the game. And I don't think it's that's like fully appreciated yet. Hmm. Oh, Nico is going to use his referral code too. He's going to get a free unique. Oh. But he can't use it. <laughs> that is true. That's true. I wonder who gets the SoRare account. No one. No, I don't think that. I think that's gone. <laughs> the, um, what was I just about to say? Oh yeah, I Jordan brought this up. I would love to see who the first one is who makes a deal with Pavel. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. So, like, what do you do when inevitably somebody from SoRare wants to buy one of your cards? You jack up the price a little bit. Depends on who it is. Depends Ooh. on who it is. Yeah, All right. for sure. If it's somebody right. on the uh, in the U.S. office, prices prices are going up. If it's like Dan or somebody, I was gonna say know, Dan could probably that get I a like. Discount. Yeah, yeah, Dan gets a little discount. Oh, rough days for the U.S. office. Until <laughs> until they do something uh, great or good, even just good, 
Um, I'm going to continue uh, being mean and bashing. You weren't a um, a draft edition card fan? Didn't get to that. I didn't buy one. Yeah, well, they didn't have many. Yeah, there's like four of them, so. Five. Yeah. But two twins, so like. I will say I, I am a little optimistic about what uh, bas- the basketball season is going to look like because I do think that they have a level of care around that product. Um, but uh, from kind of what I've seen over the last six months or so, my uh, my expectations are pretty low. So for basketball, just anything coming from the U.S. office. So I don't want to give too much away, but maybe sometime next week there will be something on this channel all about the upcoming Sawyer NBA season. Huh? Maybe might be something. Might be something. Anyway, what a little what a little nugget from you. So, what were we talking about today? Anxiety? What are you anxious about, Andy? <sighs> Lineups. Well, I can't even remember what I was anxious about. I've got a list. About. I've got a list. Oh, I remember what it is. Okay. And the, the funny thing is, is, is the things that you, you mentioned this earlier, like I'm not anxious over, um, I'm really not na- anxious over like cl- clean sheets, like the last 10 minutes of a game. I don't consider that anxiety really. I'm, I'm more nervous, I guess. Cause okay. Those are different things, right? Yes. Um, I'm anxious over probably the five minutes before the team tweets out their their lineups. I get, I get, I guess that's anxious. I don't know. I think it's anxious. I get anxious over that. Okay. And and lineup building. I I love lineup building. I love it so much. I think it's the funnest part. Or the most fun, funnest fun, most fun part of Sorer. But also it is it like stresses me out so much. Because the best time to set lineups is five minutes before the deadline or one second before the deadline. Yeah. As close to the deadline as possible. So I used to make all my lineups Thursday nights before like when the deadline used to be 6 a.m. for us, for me. Yeah. And so it just wasn't feasible for me to wake up and build them all. So I. Oh, he's dead. I personally. Some. Laird, we, we lose you. Yeah, I don't know. Or did you lose on? me? It was me. <laughs> I guessed. I didn't touch anything. Anyway, the. So I started doing them more Friday mornings now because the deadline is now 10 a.m. for me. And yeah. you know what anxiety I have is the fear. It's more fear that I'm going to go actually put them into so rare and the site will be down and I won't be able to enter. Yeah. That's it. Why don't you set like uh, provisionals early? Because so rare does it for me from the week before. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's too. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could. Yeah. Like, do you have lineups, provisional lineups in so rare right now? No. Yeah, me neither. 
But but the big difference here is I will set them all tonight. Oh, okay. So I, I'll, I'll set every yeah. So I'll set every single lineup tonight at like midnight. Be- partly because there are games going on tonight. Like I think does River play this weekend? Uh, yeah, yes, they do. And like in theory, all I need to see is what their starting lineup is to have a little bit of a clue what they might do this weekend. Uh, but still, a lot of times I have Liga MX guys playing on Thursday nights. Yeah, Thursday I'll... night's a killer. Yeah, so um, the midweeks are typically, I guess, a little easier just because fewer games, less to worry about. Um, this midweek was not the case because all of MLS played. Some of Argentina played. Champions League, Europa, blah, 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 second division. Like, this midweek was insane. And Monday night, I was sad. I'm now at the point where I really hope River Plate heavily rotates tonight yeah. because I have Tadic captained in my River Plate lineup. Okay. And Tadic is, they're now he's up to out. nothing and he is comfortably sitting on the bench. Oh, he's not out. He's just on the bench. Yeah, he's just lineup killing. That's all. Gotcha. Yeah. Pablo, I know, I appreciate it's the same team. I'm just saying I really hope it's not. Even though hmm. it will be. I just need Paolo Diaz to not get hurt and be able to play this weekend. Yeah. But no, I don't. So let me explain the anxiety that I had just before that I was explaining to you before this. The the Danish Super League has like eight games left before they take like an absurd winter break. And eight games is still a lot, but it also feels like nothing. And then I'm going to have to find all these replacement cards for my Midland cards from like December through like mid-February. Like it's just forever. Yeah. And I started getting anxious about that. But that's it. That's it. That's it. So you don't get anxious when you're setting setting lineups at all? So there's a... The, the biggest reason why I don't get anxious over it really has nothing to do... Well, it's not nothing to do with so rare, but... So I used to play DFS a lot. And I never played on the level that, that Sean played. Like, it was never a whale. And the way I described me as a DFS player was I was good enough to keep playing. Like I didn't have to keep depositing, but I would like gotcha. win and then I'd lose. And it was just like over time, I was just even, which isn't that fun. Like I just didn't the, the okay. low. Of, what was your biggest, like your biggest score, like your biggest win? Literally like, I think the, the biggest one was a thousand bucks. Like I never, uh, actually that's not like, it wasn't monstrous. Yeah. Um, like it was, it wasn't enough to like change your life, but it was enough no, to change no, 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 your no. like bankroll. In the no, game. no. So that's the crazy thing is like, it really wasn't that much to change my bankroll. And I, I'll be honest. I mostly played cash games though. So it's like, you're not going to really like hit big doing that. Sure. But I remember, so the two best scores I have I ever had, one was uh, a DraftKings showdown for the Champions League final when Bale scored 
off the bench and I finished fourth and the three lineups ahead of me had bail who didn't start. And like in DFS, like you almost never play guys who don't start. And these guys just luck box their way into a bail goal and beat me. And then the other one was an MLS one that I went to sleep thinking my lineup was dead. And I woke up to a Tesho Akindele hat trick. And I think I ended up having to put him in because the guy I thought was going to be in was on the bench. And Tesho was like the only one who could fit. Like there was zero skill involved. And I was just like, this is all I got. And finished first in that one. But like, again, nothing was that good. And losing at DFS to me was so much worse than the winning was good. Like I didn't get that happy winning. It was just like, okay, great. My bankroll's higher. And then when I lost, it's like, oh, like, and you just see your money disappear. (laughs) And the, I felt anxiety because of that. And being able to enter lineups in so rare and have no money. Like I have the same amount of cash, whether I win something or I don't like when I enter, like if my lineups are dead, I'm not losing money. I still gotcha. have all my cards. Gotcha. Okay. And if I win, yes, I'm happy. Yay. Uh, great. But like, if I, if I just completely brick a game week, like the one I am currently doing, it's like, I don't, there, the, the loss anxiety is not there for me, which is why I loved so rare so much. Cause I was coming from a DFS background where like, just mentally for me, it was not healthy. And hey, so the- it's like, Hey, at least I still got my JPEGs. Is the uh, server data maintenance window uh, a known thing, or is this an is that right now? Um, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Let me find out. Offline for maintenance, right during a stream, too, man. (laughs) Yeah, look at all these angry people. Um, There's one. uh, ZM Star saying Black's heroes, heroes, the Cronky family are attempted to hold the FIFA FIFA hostage for a bigger cut. So. No, Cronky family is not is not my heroes. I hate the Cronky family, um, and I'm not even an Arsenal fan. So, um, Cronky family is horrible. I could say a lot lot worse things, but I'm gonna hold. Yeah, back. you could. Yeah, um, we are aware that it's down, and we're working. It was known. It is known. It is known. Uh, yeah, nobody just like, you don't need to be on Sora data now. You got us. This is what we're here for. Uh, surface is here and I'm glad he brought this up because yeah, well, yeah, let me read it and then I'll explain why surface said my anxiety is my gallery is worth a lot. And I'm constantly thinking about selling it all now. Not a great place to be in. I didn't used to have this anxiety, but faith in the product isn't quite as strong now. So I think that I am in a situation where I can comfortably, I don't get too anxious about the value of my gallery because, because I'm such a, I'm so good at so rare that my gallery is worth more than when I put in. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I joined before everybody else did nothing about that, but it's also not life-changing. Like, obviously my life would be different if I sold my gallery and like took that money. I could do some stuff, but like it, I can't, I can't quit my job. Like I, my family still has to work, you know, my life still has to just go on. You're not going to buy a catamaran and sail the world? (laughs) Trimaran? No. Yeah. I can't do that yet. (laughs) 
But I realize that there are people on the platform who maybe are in that position where it's like, that's, this is a lot of money and it's like right. a lot more than they put in. Shout out to Zora and his real limited cards that are bound to come. But, but Surface is in this position, I imagine, that it's like, like, Surface, was there any point in the first year that you joined the platform that your gallery would be worth what it is now, plus all the money you've taken, you've withdrawn? Like, and like Andy, did you think that you're, I have no idea what your gallery is worth now because Sora data is down, but did you think at any point that your gallery would be worth as much as it is now, even though, and that includes the fact that it's down from the peaks where it was. Right. I mean, a year and a half of ago. course, of course not. It was like, oh, I'm going to buy these JPEGs and we're going to play some fantasy games and then it'll probably all, honestly, I figured it was all going to fizzle out and like, I would just have these JPEGs in the end. That's because that's like, how oh, everything works. Out. That's how every NFT project works out. Yeah, I've got some bait. Well, this and this is even. I mean, when I started, it was before the you saw the NFT projects like Horizon and then fail and then all that. It it, it this was like, oh, I'll, I'll get some early baseball cards, and then someday down the road they'll be worth money because old old baseball cards are worth money. Right. And that was kind of the, the thought process in buying these. And it was like, oh, there's a fantasy game with it. Cool. It, it's something to do. But there was really no thought that like this was going to become a, a, a is it a hobby, an obsession? A, like what do you what do you even what do we even do we term it as hobby, I guess. That's how I a job for you. Well, it's a job. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally a job um what <laughs> what if i told you that the first card that you bought on the platform and i don't know if it's the first one it's the one that shows up as the oldest on, on that would uh, not be my first buy but oh okay well let's what if i told you that the card the oldest card in your gallery three and a half years later <laughs> is still worthless would that be that is, if you like if three years ago I was like, hey, just so you know, you're gonna buy this card, but in three years it'll be worthless, you'd be like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, the eight dollars I paid for them, you know, I I was really hoping that that would turn into you know millions of dollars and it didn't quite work out. What um, is what is all this? I don't know. I've seen that. I've seen that on a lot of cards, and I think it had maybe it has to do with like the uh, migration from like ETH to Loom back to ETH oh. to uh, like so, that's what I think, but I, I really don't know. It's weird. Okay, that makes sense. I don't think uh, I bought it eight times. Right. Look at this guy, Razuian Mirzov. Yeah, blue blue. Uh, who's he play for? Couldn't tell you. Doesn't this isn't this supposed to tell us like who he plays for now? My guess is that's like Slavic or what is he Serbian or, or is that the Russian flag? It's Russian. No, he's Russian. Yeah. Reziuan Mer oh there he is. He plays Mer for uh Nefchi in Azerbaijan. Of course. Who apparently are in the conference league. Did you use them this week? No. 
Oh, no? <laughs> no. Well, somehow only even, on level 18. Didn't even come into like consideration for, should I play this guy? <laughs> I've got another guy, the first super rare I ever bought, Maxime Lestian. He is, uh, he plays for like Singapore, like the red, red sailors or something. Um, yeah, that guy right there. He plays for a team called like the, the sailors or something. And, um, I knew he was going to play this game week, but there was no chance I was going to take the risk of like, how do you even get lineup information on, on this team? You got me. I'm actually particularly so. This must have been a really good card. This Lestia, not the other one. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to look for this other guy. What was his name? Who? This guy. The first guy, Murzov. Oh. Here we go. Does he start? Doesn't look like it. Well, there's yeah. a. They have a Diego Valdez on that team. Look at that. Sure do. <laughs> sure do. Anyway, oh yeah, Lestian. I think I saw him. I don't know where I saw him, how that came up, but bravo on your 32,000 XP on this card. That's impressive. Anyway. Back to, back to what surface, uh, yes. surfaces response. Yeah. My calculation about whether to stay or leave has always been a consideration of three variables, current worth plus ROI over the last year, plus faith in the product. And now surface, I believe you are missing one gigantic part of that calculation. And the fact that if you sold your gallery and left so rare, you would not talk to me and Andy anymore. I doubt that he would sell his gallery and then he would come back in and he would limp in with, uh, first it would be a limited team. And then it'd be like, oh, maybe I should go after the rare thresholds. And then he'd have a super rare team. And then he would just go right back to having a full gallery worth of players. We all know it. Probably. I think Patreon would go under too. Without saying supporting yeah, all might. of the... <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I'm not sure anybody... I don't think anybody supports... So rare content creators more than surface to air missile. Hmm. I'm going to put it that way. Economically. I could be wrong. But who knows? Um, SGT Stadenko said with so rare. And as with any investment, I don't invest more than I'm willing to lose. Smart man. Can we say like not financial advice, but also financial advice? Um, Sure. Rigamon said Sora Data is back. Yeah, I was hoping when it came back up, uh, Tapsoba would have like uh, 70 AA or something, and he has a yellow card and six AA. So can we take it back offline? <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel anxiety not having Sora Data, or is it actually comforting because you were like, who knows what's going on? <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Server said any scenario where I sold will 100% include some type of plan to keep playing at a much smaller level, just so I'd hang out with all you dudes surface, my man. Notice he said, start playing at a smaller level, right? Oh, to keep playing. Yeah. To keep playing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ZM Star says that he takes the opposite approach. He gets in way over his head and then has to explain to his wife why they have payday loans. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, the Not the financial. explanation to wives on why this JPEG is a good investment for the family is is definitely something that uh, I'm sure so are managers across the world uh, have had to explain to the wives. So, do you think that what do you think is the tougher conversation? The I spent a thousand dollars on this JPEG, or <laughs> this is. <laughs> I accidentally woke you up at two thirty in the morning so that I could buy this thousand dollar JPEG. But Max Bid, um, I guess, took care of that, huh? With sleep, though, here's the deal: there's never like when you wake someone up, there's never like clear thoughts. It's always just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like I can explain JPEG, away. Leave me alone. Yeah, like, oh, don't worry, the value of this card will double in a week, and we'll be. We'll be vacationing on the proceeds. Um, yeah, when you wake someone up, it's just like, go back to bed. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's why I actually you... only buy cards overnight. So there's no like. <laughs> Whenever I have a big card I have to buy, and I swear to God, I do this. I'll go sleep on the couch. <laughs> because then I can set my alarm and it doesn't wake anybody up. I just, I wake up, I get my bids in or whatever. And, and we're good. But I have not had to do that in a long time because the max bid feature is amazing. And yeah. I know that you didn't love it at first, but the max bid feature is outstanding. Um, I don't... It is. Yeah, it is. I think it's fine. I, I did find a few weird things and it's actually more of a so rare UI issue or accounting issue. But there were times where and I noticed it with almost every limited card that I bought, that there was a screen that I took a screenshot of it the other day where my max bid was $7.50. It then said my current bid was $7.53. But when it showed the top bids, it, I was at top at $7.48. And it was like, they only do it by ETH, but it's like different times where ETH is worth it. Like I used my cash wallet to buy this card and yet all mm -hmm. over the place I had different numbers and I don't know. Anyway. What's what's worse, uh waking up to check a score or waking up to put in a bid? I I haven't like well tried to buy a card I really need on on an auction in a long time. I don't think. You're the problem with this platform, Laird. And I totally am. Yeah, no, I'm a secondary market guy. Sorry. I don't need your 3D cards. <laughs> Speaking of which, Andy mentioned this to me before the stream that we've got the Victor Boniface unique going on. We've got 16 minutes left and there's been no movement in four hours. And I don't expect any in the next 16 minutes. Is, is MTB the guy that, that is actually Anton Black? I think I it no is, idea. or he was because you because of this. Yeah, the picture. Picture. Um, I think he has. What's What's funny is I think he has some St. Louis uniques. Boy, you thought you were sweating the Tapsoba decisive here, uh, yeah. St. Louis. I think so. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely not my multi account. That's definitely not another version of a black. Um, It's someone else. Those are nice cards. Yeah. I would like to maybe make a deal with him at some point. Find some common ground. So if anybody noticed that I had a notification there, I had an offer on my unlisted Carol Swiderski rare card. In case anybody's wondering. Yeah. How do you feel about offers on unlisted cards? Love them. Love them. I almost never accept them or even counter, but I do love it. I love the... Because I know it requires like a little extra work and I appreciate people who are willing to grind. So like grinding so rare is legitimately one of my favorite things to do. And if I know somebody else is doing it, I'm just like, I got you reject. (laughs) (laughs) I sent a unsolicited offer on a card today and I, I don't like it really when I get them because if he's, if he's not listed, he's usually not for sale. Sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's well within someone's right to make an offer. It's just annoying when you get an offer on an unlisted card and then it's just a complete trash offer, 30, 35% below market averages or whatever. Um, I, I at least try when I when I do an unsolicited offer to make like a really strong upfront offer. That's fair. No, I think that's, yeah. Johanneton said, if I receive an offensive offer for a card that's not on the market, I just block. See, I don't, yeah. I've never blocked anyone. I'm never going to do it. I don't know how you've never blocked someone. There's too find, many like scam artists and stuff out there. You have to block people. You have to. I'm just not popular enough for people to send me those. Hmm. Or my cards aren't good enough that people want to scam me. I will say that I got an offer for a reward that I won this week before I listed it on the market. And I appreciated that as well. Somebody obviously went and were like, oh, what rewards? And they offered me like 50% of last sale, which was like a day ago. And I rejected them. And now I still have the card. <laughs> yeah. Kev, I always I always think that before I hit the block button. And then when, so Kevin said, I'll never block anyone. They may become useful one day. But then when I look at the offer like twice, I'm like, no. This person will never, this person will never be useful. Are you one of those people? Cause I am, I will completely admit that I will counter terrible offers with equally terrible offers. Cause I don't want to accidentally screw up. You gotta have faith, Andy. You don't want that anxiety? <laughs> it's not about faith. I just, I, I don't want to accidentally like include a card or something like that's another good example. Like I had, I had somebody that was doing the counter offer scam on me. And if you don't know what it is, it's when someone sends you an offer for five cards and they, it's like a bulk purchase of five cards and they make a good offer, but it's still low. And what I did was I did not, uh, declined it. And I think I sent them a counter offer. And then what they do is they deny your counter offer and then they send you a new offer. So I I've heard of this one. Yeah. And then what, what in it, you go back and forth a few times and then what they uh, what they do at the very end is they swap out one of the cards and they put somebody new in. and But they put a, a strong enough offer in to where you're like, yes, I'm going to accept it. But you didn't realize Messi's in there now. Uh, yeah. It actually happened to Jimmer 
someone got uh, uh, a from them. They had like a bulk offer of four or five cards or something, and then they went back and forth. And then finally, the guy made an offer at the right price point for those cards, but he slipped into Bala instead of one of the other cards. And I immediately blocked that guy. I was like, I don't, I don't want to even try to make a deal with this guy. The, the karma associated with trying to fuck Jimmer is has to be yeah. so bad <laughs> that. They should just sell up and leave because that. Oh. I have anxiety now because of that. Wait, Jimmer actually sold Jimmer. cards. Who are we trying to screw over Jimmer? He really liked that card too. I remember. Like he's always been a. He's always been yeah. a. Uh, he, a Dabala he's guy. a Dabala believer. I think yes. When the guy's not hurt. This is actually shocking because I'm looking at the transaction now. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Jimmer sold ten cards in one transaction. I mean, he was trying to get he was he was completing his Liverpool uh uh collection. And I think he was buying like either Allison or TAA or he was buying a big card, so he had to move some stuff. Gotcha. And and the, the guy caught him off guard. And they're gone now. Yeah. The other, I imagine. The other user's gone. Yeah. So the other user deleted their account? They have no more cards left. Mm. They sold I mean, I, I, I guess that's probably part of the scam is you don't want yeah. to be like pegged as the guy that does this. So you just spin up a new account for each scam. Exactly. This actually, let's see, is this one reasonable? Uh, no, they've got like a number of these bulk ones. Ah, that bothers me. Surfer said, almost happened to me too. Someone tried to slip in a River Plate Julian Alvarez for a River Plate Santiago Simon. Yeah. After five back and forths, so it was very sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, and that's even sneakier that they, they, Got got a player from the same team to yeah that's that's bullshit. All right, I would I would block somebody who did that. I man, why do people do that? I mean, I know why they do it, but so should I sell this Swiderski? Where's Trip when I need him? What's the most you have paid for a sentimental card? Uh, maybe not most I've paid. The most I've overpaid for a card, Miggy Perez. We talked about him on stream, and I was like, "Those uh, St. Louis City rookie cards really look nice." And you pump the hell out of the price on that, Laird. And somebody took me to town on on the auction. You're muted, but yes, uh, yes, you did pump the price. How did I? Like I bid on it. No, 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 no. You, you like brought it up on stream that day and you were like, yeah, these cards are beautiful. Definitely you don't go bid, bid on that card and make Andy pay more. And I paid more. Like 20x the going rate. Don't show the dot. <laughs> That's my bad. 
It is your bad. I should, yeah, no, that <laughs> my bad on that. I shouldn't have done that. It's okay. I'm not going to do anything to make it up to you, but it's my, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, you owe me $500. 500 bucks. Is Seriously. that what it is? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, do you have, I don't know if I have anything sentimental. Like, I feel like you don't. Messi's sentimental. I feel like he's also useful, but he like, is that a card you'll ever sell? I, so I was thinking about this the other day that I think I would trade it for a Miami one. Oh, Okay. Like I have a second year PSG. It's just kind of like there. Yeah. But I That's like the cool one though, where he's got his arms crossed, right? But he, uh, Miami Messi is crossed as well. Mm, okay. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't find that my card, the, the Messi I have is that fun. So I would trade it for a, a Miami one. A pink one. Yeah. If anybody wants to do that trade with me. Happy to do it. Do they? Oh no, they only. He's only up to seventeen now. I think. How much have you started uh, prioritizing uh, America lineups now that he's in the prize pool? None, and I'm even specifically avoiding it, even though it's my best chance to win anything. So I was doing the Sorer data lineup strength thing exercise that I did last week of like, oh, what's the most competitive lineup I can put out? And it's always America Rare Pro, which yeah. is like exactly where you win Messi. And I'm just like, nah, I'm not going there. And I probably should. Um, Andy, you do seem to grit your teeth when mentioning Leon Bailey, though. Was that an overpay? It, I don't think it was an overpay because um, he's smashing now, right? There's no cards for that, that expensive at the time. Uh, he was good at the time. So like, I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like it was an overpay at the time. He was U23. He was good. He was on Leverkusen and he got a horrible transfer. (laughs) This is the super rare that you're referring to. It probably doesn't matter. I mean, I have his rare too. Yeah. I'm trying to see, oh wait, which one was yours? I don't know why I don't just let everybody see. He just, February. 21, right? So right here? No? Somewhere right in here. there. There you are. Far from that. You know what you should have done? Is sold it right here. God. Yeah, Pavel always winning. Paul always wins, man. Oh. But in Fiat, not so bad. That Flamingo guy sold quickly too. 6,400 into 79. These are super rare prices, of course. Um, Enrico Mont said, I'm literally about to buy a Red X super rare because his limited was my best card for a while. I feel like collectible super rares are (laughs) quite the investment. (laughs) I really like this guy. Let me get a super rare. Yeah. Is that a collectible though? Or is it like... I don't, I don't know. Like if I don't know the, I don't know who he's talking about, but it could be a player that like, it was his best card. He went to an uncovered league. He could come back to a covered league at some point and, and smash again. So maybe it's just a investment for the future. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll let you have that one. 
ZM star said Laird hates the region where his best cards are. That is a strategy. I, it, no, no, it's actually not that I hate them. It's just that I think that my best cards should be going elsewhere. And just because they're my best cards doesn't mean they're good cards. They're just the best that I have. Um, I think the most sentimental card that I bought was the Vinacima that I bought, like this first season. Did you get the 2018 one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here we go. Like I wasn't on the platform it, like to get one of these cards during that year, but I eventually got one and I, I, I don't know. I felt like this was a card I should own. And it was do you wish that card was 3D? Uh, yeah, I do. I really do. It's the biggest thing holding it back. <laughs> for sure. When's Sower Data going to have the ability to th show these cards in 3D? Uh, I, I have no idea. Hmm. I, would, I would imagine never. Hmm. But I don't know. I feel like that's the thing that Sower is like, oh, you want 3D? You come to our site. <laughs> He's 39, third division. He ain't coming back. Probably not. Um, so so are you setting are you setting provisional lineups tonight? I'll do it tonight, yeah. What why tonight versus not other other times? Like before today? Yeah. There's just for particularly this week, the midweek was just a killer. Like is I guess the sporting lineup hasn't come out yet, but I'll, like I'll need the sporting lineup to know if they're rotating tonight or not. Oh, sorry. Boniface is flying now. 11 ETH from Bambi. Ooh. Okay. Good morning. I wonder what it's like to just have unlimited money. To just be able to like plop down 20, 20K whenever you feel like it on a, on a unique. On a 3D JPEG. Yeah. You know what I think? So you know what I think? Me. You know what I think? What's I that? think you shouldn't be able to play with that unless you, you own it. That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Absolutely right. 3D should only be available if it's your card. Yes. <laughs> it's such a stupid feature, but it would be funny. <laughs> Oh my God. I have never agreed with you more on anything you've <laughs> ever said since I've known you. <laughs> you think Bambi's watching the stream and he's like, stop touching my card. And you're like, Woo, yeah, let's go. Now, can you put, can you put that card? I, I know neither of us are iPhone users, so we can't speak to this, but can you take someone else's card and put it in AR? Oh, I I can't fathom that would be allowed, Andy. There are rules to these certain. Maybe these somebody, yeah, somebody with an iPhone. Let us know. That's a great question. I can you even look at other galleries on the Sora app? I don't. I don't know. I don't use that the, that app very often. Well, we the only time I. <laughs> The only time I use their app is when it when it sends me a notification of a goal or an assist, 
and uh, it's like 20 minutes after the store data notification, and then I have to swipe swipe it away. Um, this complaint coming from somebody who was just asking for delayed notifications. Okay. <laughs> I think a delayed notification would be a good feature for uh for server data even if it was just like like you get to put in the time that you want to put the delay in 5 minutes something like that cuz when you're watching a live game and like the stream is maybe behind mm -hmm. and you get that notification before it actually happens it's kind of annoying but i don't want the so rare notification where it's literally like 20 minutes after the thing happened cuz it'll be like i'm not kidding sometimes it's like 20 minutes it's like oh okay that was Thanks for letting me know. Do you know what my favorite ones are? Are the... So this is... A... I can't even log into the Sora app. Like I've tried all these times and it's like, oh yeah, credentials aren't, you know, invalid credentials. And I'm like, I know what I'm putting in is correct. So I'm not technically logged in. And yet I still get notifications for my lineups. Regardless of that. My favorite are the random decisives that are added days later, where all of a sudden it's like, I remember one was like a Joe Willis last man tackle and it was Tuesday morning for me. And it was like, Joe Will, whatever the, what a tackle, Joe yeah. Willis. And I'm like, what? This game was on Saturday. <laughs> and yeah. The, the other one that gets me is with legends when it, when the legend changes. So like if it's, like Deligate gets an early goal, but then somebody else turns out some AA and then somebody else. And then it just like goes back and forth. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, Germ said you can't filter by scarcity in the app lineup builder. If you have to ask if something is possible in the app, the answer is no. That's certainly <laughs> true with the Android app. There is nothing. This not a so rare friendly they did say, like, Nicholas said, like, six months ago that uh, mobile was, like, going to be a huge, um, like, a huge initiative for them. And they were going to redo, like, rebuild the app and, and yeah. do, like, some really, really big things. Um, I wonder how far away we are from some of that. Well, the AR is one of them, right? Um. Please don't tell me that that was what they had in mind. Because I thought that they were talking about like marketplace and like full, full featured access to your gallery and marketplace. And, and I get there's marketplace issues with Apple restrictions and uh, Google restrictions and royalties and all that. But uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> the app needs to be some like the app needs to be capable of doing everything. I think, I think we'll get there. Yeah. I think the apps, yeah. Coming right after the progress bar. <laughs> I'll see you there. You can be, you'll be able to track your progress in the app. All right. I think that's it. Thank you to everyone for joining. Thank you to team Bambi for allowing us to, flip around your new Victor Boniface unique. That was very fun. I'm going to keep doing it, but can't stop me. Stop playing with it. It's not yours. Can't stop me.
can flip them all if I want. But anyway, thank you everybody for joining. If you could please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow for Off Topic. And then all new stuff next week, including maybe something about Sorer NBA. Oh, Andy? Yes? Yep. Speaking, you in the front. Of, Quinny, speaking of Quinny, really quick, um, West Ham seems to have fully rotated. Fully rotated. Tough scenes. Tough scenes for the Quinny lineup projection. <laughs> well, we always have them next weekend. Anyway, thank you, everybody. We'll, or good luck this weekend.